warning spoilers for this entire episode. Spoilers. Yes. You fucking cunts. We'll put a disclaimer at the beginning. Can of the we episode. say cunts? Yes. Yeah, cunts. I've said cunts like a hundred times. Cunts. Spoilers. Ten. True Detective and Lost are True also True Detective up there. is so fucking True Detective good. season oh, one. Oh, uh, Chris wants to rewatch that too. Episode or just season, season one because so, season one's the only one. Even though on. season two has Patrick Wilson, it's sad it wasn't as good. Season one is Matthew McConaughey. Season and... season one, anybody in season one can fuck me. <laughs> season one is one of the. It, season one of True Detective is and will always be one of the best seasons that have uh, that has ever occurred like on television. best television things ever. Just like yeah. Lost, like Lost to me is one of the greatest. Yeah, television Lost shows and ever. and now Haunting in Hill House. Yeah. yeah, it's like Lost and Twin Peaks and and True Detective and Haunting in Hill House is getting up there. God, it, it, Chana, it's there. Yeah, just just wait. It's so fucking. Good. I'm so excited. I just, it's so good. I could watch that every day. Man, it's so beautiful. Anyways. Yeah, I've been recording. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Hello. Um, Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate that. If not, Thanksgiving is a day that Americans stuff our fucking faces, and then we, we pretend we're grateful, and then six hours later, we go and storm malls for deals. Yeah, and spend our money on Happy shit. Thanksgiving. <laughs> so this is our bonus episode, which will be coming out a few days after Thanksgiving. We're just recording this before because Corey and I are both going out of town next week. Yes. Um, so happy Thanksgiving, happy soon holidays. Hello, welcome to our podcast. Happy holidays, episode. yeah. Today, in case, well, actually, first, if you don't know who you're listening to, welcome to. <laughs> if you just fucking ended up here. <laughs> then, like, hi, let me let us introduce you. This is, anyways. How's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> One day it won't be weird. I love how we break that up differently. Every no, time. right? Um, we are your hosts. Um, my name is Chana. And I'm Corey. And we are here to take you on a very spooky and sexual journey, um, especially today, because it's a bonus episode. Bonus episode. It is currently 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, we are both very drunk, and yep. here we go. Yes, let's just talk about shit. We're going to just fucking shoot the shit this episode. So if you want to just skip ahead, we get it. If you don't, come shoot the shit with us. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about our favorite genre, obviously. Yes. Horror. Horror. Because we are thankful for horror. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed horror. So let's just dive into it. Corey, do you, just, do you want to start? Just get into it? Or what do you want to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go first. Let's do this. So what we wanted to do is we'll just give you a little run now what's going to happen. Yeah. So we're both going to go back and forth. I'll start off. We're going to explain why we love horror. Or what got us into the horror genre, or what are like our most influential horror movies slash horror mo- moments? They don't have to specifically be be movies, whatever. We yeah. just gave ourselves A loose interpretations topic. of yeah. that, yeah. And then, so I'm gonna share that, and then Chan is gonna share that, and then we're gonna go Which... back and talk about 
um, just what we've seen. Because we mentioned we mentioned in earlier episodes that we have seen a shit ton over the Halloween period. Because when I do Halloween, I will watch you know a horror thing every at least every other day. Yeah. Whereas regular life is just watching like a horror thing every week or two. Um. So yeah. So I'm just gonna get into first why I love horror. Why it's it's my favorite genre. I've always been drawn to it, not even just horror as a genre in, in film. I've just been uh, drawn to the macabre, the goo- the ghosts, the goblins, the ghouls, the vampires, the Ooh, werewolves. Say it, Daddy. I've just always intuitively been drawn to it. And in the end, I really just don't have an, a, a, you know, a good reason why or why not. It's just sort of in my DNA, I guess. Tell I don't know. Me more. So the biggest thing that I can, uh, before I get into this, I need to explain is that growing up, uh, Chan and I both grew up uh, in the church, in the Mormon church. Law. <laughs> Clearly, we're not Mormon anymore. <laughs> and and, and when, I, when I bring this up, I'll try to bring it up a couple more times to just paint the picture of my, of, of my bringing up. And, and I don't really care to bring this up most of the time, but because I think it really is particular to horror. Yeah. It's important to bring it up because when you, when you grow up in a Mormon household, um, there's a there's a big restriction on not only what you can watch, but also like how much of it you can watch. Like here's a good example: a lot of kids I knew weren't even allowed to watch Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Because of witchcraft. Right. So that, yeah. I'm sure, like a lot of religious settings growing up, those type of restrictions took place. But True. Since both of us grew up in Mormon, when with being Mormon, we both can relate to it. But you know, there was a lot of restrictions growing up with what we could see and research and yeah thankfully my parents were pretty chill my dad was the most was the most strict and my mom was the least strict because she didn't grow up a member of the church but still I just was not like we're not able to see any our movie period the only instance I saw our movies until I was like you know in my teens was on tv edited that was the only way I could see any our movie so you can immediately see why this is important when we bring up horror and if you love horror and grow up mormon it sucks yeah. because you you first of all i could only see pg-13 horror unless i wanted it? to sneak it or something like yeah. that and pg-13 horror eh, sometimes it's good mostly insidious. sucks ass except Cities? for insidious mind-blowing some of it's mind-blowing <laughs> some of it's pretty eh. yeah so um just from an early age i can't really think of a time that i wasn't interested in the fantasy like anything fantastical or horrific or just anything that had an interesting lore that wasn't based in our reality, I've always been super interested in. And it it just sadly ended up being, or not sadly, but in, at the time, sadly ended up mostly being horror. And it's the biggest taboo thing in Mormonism because it not only has a ton of violence and stuff like that, and it, it depicts evil and Satan stuff and blah, demons blah, blah, and blah. stuff. But it also just usually throws sex in, in the mix. So it, it was does, an immediate always. no. Yeah. There is always a white girl wearing lingerie that's like running through a forest and she trips and her clothes like Oh fall yeah, off like tits come out. You see the nips. It's extremely like you know, a lot of the characters, especially female characters in horror films, are very, very sexualized. Yeah. Yeah. And like in the Mormon religion growing up, that's a big no no is watching films like big that. Big no no. And like there's violence and rape and sexualization and blah blah blah. Horror Which is, it's no all way. great, all good stuff. It's all good stuff. We fucking love it. <laughs> we love it. We've loved it since we were kids. We've always loved it. Yeah, right? We've always been drawn to it. We were born little freaks. <laughs> so um 
And and I do have to attest, like this whole love of horror, I think I can really give it to where it comes from is from my mom. She uh, the same would always share stories. Like I remember growing up being super interested in in horror and really mostly hearing about horror through her when she would, when like a trailer for the Friday, the new Friday the 13th film or the new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street film would come out. My mom would always mention, oh yeah, I remember seeing like the first one or the second one mm. when I was in, when I was a teen before I was, before I like became Mormon or something like that. She always talked about that scene where in the first one, the first nightmare where Johnny Depp uh, gets sucked into the waterbed and my parents oh my have always had a waterbed and still to this day sleep on a waterbed. So it's still to this day, she says when she goes to bed, sometimes she'll think of it, especially when my dad's out of town, oh. and it'll creep her the fuck out. I'm spooked for Yeah, mom. isn't that creepy? Yeah. And she'll even uh, put together, because she hasn't seen it since then, so she'll put together the scene where he shows up, his like face and hands show up on the wall. Oh, my God. She'll think that it showed up in the waterbed, too, at the same time. <gasps> And so it, she'll like put those two scenes together. It's really funny. I'm and so she scared. is super creeped out. I'm scared. So yeah, just I would grow up always having this innate draw to horror while being told no, 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 no. And whenever you tell a child no, 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 that's all they want. You know? Of course. They're like, don't eat that candy. I'm like, I'm going to eat that fucking candy. Yeah, right. Like a fight with that. And so, the, oh, is this booze? Yeah, oh, it's little booze. Same hey, booze. He just walked in and he oh, looked at me, looked at cootie. you, looked at me, and I just walked to you. And Come I was here. like, fine, booze. Here, pardon the bumps. Booze's booze is coming through. <laughs> yeah, booze's fat ass is coming through, is what Corey meant. So, this is 20 pounds. In case you guys haven't heard from our other, like, oh, eight episodes, seven episodes, what was that? <gasps> that. Oh. Sorry, it was me. Yeah, it wasn't a demon. See, being a little drunk, I was like, there's something in the closet, run! You're like, there's a demon! It's like, Corey's fucked for sleeping I'm like, I get tonight. just sucked in the closet. Corey's like, hi! <laughs> I'm like, okay, so this podcast is now a singular Oh, part. like in the original It TV series where the kid just gets folded up into the sewer pipe. Shut your horn pipe. mouth. Ooh. Shut your fucking Ooh. horn mouth. Anyway, sorry. So those two main combinations, with the combination of my mom randomly sharing these snippets of her seeing these horror movies, I'd, I would always idolize those moments and be like, damn, I want to see that shit. Yeah. Um, then, finally, I got my wish. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> On one ha- – it was Hall- it was actually Halloween night. I remember coming home. I was a vampire. And Cute. I – like had just we just use pillow sacks most of the time. Oh, duck. Duh, because like, that's like the best shit. Right, and you're in, you're in a competition with your friends. Like, who had more candy? Yeah, and, and that like, bitch shows up with the pumpkin face, and you're like, "Fuck you, bitch! I'm gonna get so much more candy." No, right. <laughs> hey, what's the? Do you remember like the most candy you've ever gotten from Halloween? Or no, I don't really remember like a huge ass. I do. You do? Yeah. Seven pounds of candy. Holy shit! Yes, yeah. I lived in a. So I no sorry, I did not live in. I trick or treated in a very rich neighborhood and i was very precise with my trick-or-treating methods yeah yeah so like i was age 12 and i was like okay bitches we're gonna hit up this house this house this house and this house break and we all did yeah seven pounds of hell yeah it was dope no yeah we we always got good hauls but i never really focused on them i was just i mean i loved the candy but i was just more happy that it was halloween right (laughs) because the spooky shit well halloween was so much better then because we could trick-or-treat with our friends now there's trunk or treat you fuck trunk or treat. Fuck that shit. I feel like we are We got one trick or treater this past Halloween. Yes, we did. Those thirteen year olds that dress like sluts. Yeah. I feel like we are the last generation to truly understand what trick or treating is. Yeah, yeah. It was so awesome. And then like 
Halloween took a big trick or treating took a big blow. It did with nine eleven. It did. And then ever since, and then like the year after that, everyone was like trunk or treat, and I'm like, oh. Fuck and that's this. when like trunk or treating was born, and like you know everyone started trick or treating when the sun was still when up. When the sun's the, up, we are yeah. definitely the last generation to truly understand even the feeling of trick or treating. Like I remember, what is that? A car in the parking. Oh, garage. it's a car in the parking. Sorry, guys, pardon that. Um, yeah, I remember that. Oh no, that's not. That's a plane or a helicopter. It's a helicopter. I do live near a hospital. Because, yeah, the hospital's right over here. But, yeah, I remember I remember it being, like, when I was super little, it was like, okay, you need to be – not super little, but when I was, like, seven, it was like, okay, you you know, you and these six other kids with one teenager or one adult, y'all are all going out, and then it's like, okay, well, like, Corey, you need to be back by 8. Oh, now you need to be back by 9. Oh, now you need to be back by 10. Right. And it was like, I was out till 10 – in October, so it was dark by 6 p.m. Like, yeah, I was out friends. three to four hours past dark. It's yeah. so fun. Like, some of the best childhood and early teenage memories I have is trick-or-treating. Yeah. Because it's just that feeling. It's like a small glimpse of freedom, and f- that's like the small feeling of freedom that you Whereas get. Whereas, like, kids own the streets. That's the whole thing, where so you're fun. like, oh, my pa- Like, I'm eating candy. I'm eating sugar. Going to strangers' houses, like I'm doing everything my parents say not yeah, to do. Yeah, right. But it's allowed, and then p- people are scaring me. So there's there's still that element. You're reminded of that. The, there's an the element of danger. Of fear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so. it's like fun and facilitated danger. No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love so Halloween, fun. and God that's damn. what's so sad about the fuck 9/11. Any generation under, I think my age group, being born in '95 was probably one of the last like i was probably one of the youngest people to remember that can remember a time without yeah to remember a time before 9-11 and to remember a time where trick-or-treating and innocence like that existed and just fun to see every like how everyone else is celebrating halloween no and all the houses and how you're dressed and you miss that a bit you know and like the homemade costumes and the store-bought costumes and the candy and you'd run to the house that had the king size hershey's bars and, like, mm. you knew, don't go to that house. They're giving out carrots. Like, it's such a fun time of your life. And it's very sad to me that youth these days, that you know, like, the the sixth, yeah. the fifth graders today are not experiencing the same Halloween that we experienced yeah. when we it's were It's more tame or more. Yeah. Or even, like, maybe less cool to trick-or-treat at an even younger age. Because of social media Because of social media, yeah. yeah. Because, like, back then, you could be as nerdy as you want your friends. I'm like, oh, look, I am wearing a pixie stick in my pants. But yeah. now, like... Yeah, it was nice to see those, like, 12-year-old girls. It was. Like, them being that girls. old. I was like, wow, I didn't even know people that old trick-or-treated anymore. Unless you do in your teens, and it's, like, ironic. No, right? Like, yeah. it's nice. Okay, anyways, yeah. going back Sorry, to yeah. your trick-or-treat. So, Halloween night, I was about eight. So, I would say this is either, like, 1997 or 1998 or 1999. I can't remember which one. Okay, I was, like, two to... Four years old. Cute. So yeah, I was whatever whatever the last number of the year is, just take one off of it. That's what I am. <laughs> so I remember that I got home and my mom was watching TV. My dad was off doing something. My mom loves Halloween too. She just fucking loves Halloween. That's her favorite holiday as well. And she uh, was sitting on the couch. Everything was sort of winding down. And she started our Wes Craven's A New Nightmare came out. It's one of the sequels Ooh. of... Nightmare on Elm Street, it's more of a reboot, so it's probably like semi a reboot um, in the 90s. And it's sort of like way darker and way edgy, and Freddy's less of a comical, um, just sort of like one liner, because he sort of turns into that after the first. Yeah, he's like, hey, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, the, yeah, especially in like the third one that y'all saw, The Dream Warriors, that we saw with Halloween. 
at Bruvies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where he super becomes like a one-liner slapstick sort of guy. He's like, hey, motherfucker, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this one's like way dark and just more sinister, I feel. And I remember seeing it and I was like, my dad, I was like super into it. And I saw like maybe the first 20 minutes and my dad comes in and, and is like, what the fuck are you letting like Corey watch? He's eight. Oh my God, that's cute. <laughs> and my mom's like, whatever, like it's fun. I saw some of this shit when I was little. It's it's just, it's spooky. It's supposed to be spooky. Yeah, it's fun. And they sort of had a little bit of argument and oh, eventually went to bed, which I feel is worse in the end. Because all I saw was the creepy, shitty, like, buildup where there's, like, this seven-year-old kid. He puts a he puts a dinosaur at the foot of his bed to protect him from the guy with the claw under oh, his bed. I'm so scared. And the babysitter or the mom even pulls up the dinosaur, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the film, and the dinosaur has cuts on it. Oh. It is freaky as I'm like, fuck. I'm which reminds chill. me of Insidious. Oh. Yeah. And and I just remember seeing that, and then one night he wakes, the kid wakes up with the, like, one, two, Freddy's coming for, you know that song? Oh, my God. And uh, he starts singing it, and then blood pours out of his nose. I think that was the last scene I saw or something like that. And, and I was dad's like, like, go to bed. Yeah, you, and baby. I was like, what the f- You're like, I'm not going to wait, like, 15 more minutes till the fucking conclusion. Right? And so, yeah, stuff like that. So um, another fun side note, gay side note to this story is the dad dies in the in early spoilers Corey violently <laughs> masturbated yeah right no so the dad he's like semi-hot especially if you're just like a an eight-year-old boy who doesn't even know what gay is yet he was like there's a scene where he's driving home one night and the uh he has like tight 90s jeans on ah. and he's driving home as he's driving home you know how like as you're driving the man spread with the with driving home uh, the the claw of Freddy shows up in the upholstery of the seat he's on, but it shows up right near his dick. And like three or four times, it shows him like the the hand coming towards his crotch. And I remember getting like so weirdly turned on. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like so interested in that scene when I was like eight, nine, ten, eleven. Cute. <laughs> and I I knew why, but I also didn't know why. Yeah, was, you were woketh, but not too woketh. Yeah, right. It was it was really funny, and even in the middle of this, the, amidst this horror movie, I'm like, no, but I want to see that scene where like it zooms up on that guy's crotch, and like this hand's about to grab the crotch. Ah! Like I want to see that. Turns out the the hand like springs out of the sheet and grabs on or the seat and grabs onto the man's chest and, and like, then rips his chest out. Flash forward twenty years, and Corey's like. <laughs> shoving his hands on people's pants and like shoving him against like a car right. seat and he's fucking them. We're like at a club and I'm like ah. He's living his eight year old dream. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun. I turned the nightmare into a, a dream. A dream. <laughs> Thank you Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you Wes Craven. Thank you Wes Craven. R.I.P. He's like not the first time I got this type of fan mail. <laughs> Thanks yeah, to Wes right. Craven for making me realize I'm gay. He's yeah, like, right. That's not the point. He's like, woman. he's like, lingerie. he's like, Nightmare on Elm Street too, duh. <laughs> oh my god. Right. So, um, so then, the I knew on that channel that that night we were doing, a, they were doing like a marathon of horror movies because you know every other channel is doing a marathon of horror movies on Halloween night, especially when it's just cable. That night, everyone goes to bed. I go back downstairs. Ooh. And I turn that on, and I watch Poltergeist by <gasps> myself in the back room, oh. not in the main living room where I was watching it before. You're brave. So it's I know I was so brave. I was stupidly brave because I'm not brave in this subject. I still to this day am super scared of this shit. 
but I love it. Anyways, so I go on, and I think I get to about either the clown scene or the tree scene. I forget oh. whichever one happens first or second. Whichever one happens second, that's the one I get to. And when that happened, I remember just turning off the TV and, or I think I just changed the channel, left the TV on, oh my and then God. just fell asleep on the couch. You're like, good night. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this That's anymore. so cute. So all throughout the rest of my childhood, like I'm just trying to get little glimpses of that, listen to stories from my mom, wait till my, you know, dad is out of town or not there. So my cute. mom will let us watch something on TV that's it's still edited but it, it's at least something that my dad would even not even let us watch Cute. um and so i'm just like, like the rebel no yeah i'm like yeah fuck yeah mom let's watch it yeah and note to all religious parents don't be my mom because 20 years later i'm gay true you watch a, you watch <laughs> freddy krueger once and you're fucking you watch gay. freddy krueger you show your kid freddy krueger before they're 20 they end up gay that's like fucking science don't do it <laughs> I've never heard of more truer science than mm-hmm. what you just said. That is fact right there. That is like undeniable truths. Oh man, to lose and I, logic. I'm going to lose next craft yes. right now. Yes. You can hear it. Boos is having sex over there. Jesus Christ. So also grow up, I go see the Mothman prophecies which the is first what we time. Talked about which I talked about five. last episode or two episodes or last episode. Yeah. Episode six. Uh, oh, God, this is now the eighth episode because it's the bonus eighth episode. So, so it's not technically episode eight. It's just the bonus episode. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, so we'll see the Mothman prophecies when I'm about 11 in theaters. Great. Scare the shit out of me. I see signs. I think that came out when I was like 13 in 2004 or 12. I forget. Then finally, 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 finally. Go. So those two, Mothman prophecies and the signs are PG-13. Then finally, God motherfucking damn it, I see an actual R-rated movie that it, R-rated horror movie in its true R form. What is it? And this is, guess. The Conjuring. No, no, no. Insidious. Wait, no, Insidious is PG-13. No, this is like, I'm in high school. So this is before 2009. Okay, before 2009? Yeah. Sinister? I don't know. No, okay, so I Sinister 2012. Um, so I go and finally at my friend Alan's house when I'm in high school, I see Halloween, the original Halloween. Oh. Which is actually not a very, I mean, I guess there's tits. Is but that rated R? Like, I don't care. It's rated R. I guess Grease is rated R. Because yeah, the rating system was different back then. Well, no, but there's like tits in, in, in like a lot of, there's not a lot of gore or blood at all in Halloween, but there's a lot of tits. Can't you show tits in, in PG-13? You could, but that was, I forget when that was, that wasn't during the 70s. That was in more of the 80s, right? I think it was more in the 80s. Um, Wait, I'm pretty on. sure Halloween is R and was R, and it's still R to this day. We're oh. looking this up right now. Because I, because, well, I know the ratings are, diff- like, Grease is rated R, and Grease isn't bad at all, so not surprising. Shit, it's Halloween just, like, showing. The, now it's just coming up with a new Halloween. Fuck. Oh. No, it's R. It's still R to this day. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's a mystery slasher. What the fuck mystery? Who is he? Who, who cares? He's fucking killing people. Run away. Right. Anyways, so, uh, so, yeah, I finally, like, going to my friend's house and, and, you know, found like a good fun group of friends in high school, go to their house. None of them are Mormon. So it's really fun. And we watch Halloween and it just changes my life. I'm just like, yes, this is what I want. I want this. This is probably, that's probably also the moment where I like, I'm, I'm 15 and I'm like, film is great. That was the moment. This is what I want. 
Yeah, oh, I'm like, I want this. I want to watch more of this. I want all of this. Even though it's dated, I can still intuitively like accept it for what it is because it came out in the 70s. Oh. I'm just I'm just like rubbing my back right now, patting my back right now. I'll and that's up. when George became Corey. George. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And that's when Corey became gay. Yeah, right. Remember. That's when I became a fucking faggot. And that's when Corey's like, I gotta suck some dick. I remember I remember thinking, and I'm so glad Bakes and Tyler said it when we watched Halloween again. But it's uh I remember that the sex scene where uh the girl who says totally all the time and her boyfriend have sex oh, in yeah. the bed with a random jack-o'-lantern <laughs> on no, the table. Right? Um or they have sex and you just see her boobs. I was like, God damn it, you don't see any of the guy, but I was like Oh no, you see his back and his back is super hot. It's oh, like yeah, lit. Daddy. It's lit really nicely, so it's like a really hot back and I was like, "Damn, that's a hot back." You're like, "I'm gay." I'm like, "I'm fucking gay. I don't give a shit about her tits." <laughs> Cute. So yeah, that happens. That totally opens my eyes. I try and see as much as I can, but again, I can't just I don't want to use my friends, so I don't want to be like, "Oh my god, like show me all the R fucking shit you can show me as possible." So I was like trying to be chill about it. So a, a fun little part, I've already mentioned this, is during this time too, like right after I saw that, I would talk to these people in my German class. I mentioned this with seeing the Saw films. <clears throat> I forget if I edited it out or not. But so the Saw films had been coming out for a bit and I had found some cool guys in my German class that were just like into horror as well. So I'd talk about the Saw films with them because they loved them. And I just eventually one day was just like, okay, like Saw 2 or 3 or whatever, or Saw, no Saw, yeah, Saw 2 came out. And I was like, tell me every fucking thing about this movie, like shot for shot, scene for scene. And he starts telling me, and then like two minutes, or like, I don't know, like five or ten minutes into it, he was like, dude, I can just like let you borrow them, just chill out. (laughs) So he gave them to me, and I took like Saw 1, 2, and 3 home, or something like that. And I, like, secretly watched them upstairs, like, while my parents were out of town or something, or, like, out for the night or something like that. I, like, put them in and just, like, watch them. It was so cute. Cute. You're like, hey. Yeah, right? I was like, fuck, out, yeah. I'm a a teenager. (laughs) It was cute. So, yeah, on my mission, I also watched all through the Saw films, all seven of them or six of them. Um, now, keep in mind, for those of you guys that are not familiar with the oh, mission, yeah. you can't even listen to outside music other than church music. Like, I couldn't even, my mission president told me not to listen to Enya. Like, you, and that's when I was like, You couldn't listen fuck to this. fucking Lord of the Rings music. <laughs> like, he couldn't listen, he couldn't watch any show. Yeah, I couldn't listen to orchestral music from TV or movies. So, yeah. keep in mind that Soundtracks. he couldn't even do any of that, and yet he watched the Saw movies. <laughs> Corey's like, <laughs> All a re- seven? He did or all the six of them? Exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> They're like, only watch church affiliated fucking televised right. programs. Corey's like, Saw? They're like, No, 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 no. He's like, Saw. We also watched Zach and Mary make a porno. <gasps> <laughs> Which I is such want, a great oh fucking God, movie. It's so, so funny. So fucking good. Fucking Seth Rogen kills me I on that. I love that movie. It's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> Lol. But meanwhile, just picture you're like, grow up in this church where you can't like even watch our movies. And then you're watching that when you're supposed to be Preaching your most holy. <laughs> Corey's like, ha ha. I'm basically like, the worst. I turned out gay. I'm the worst. Yeah. Tur- oh, boost. Don't oh, boost. You're so cute. He's so like, like, anyways, I get home from the mission. And so it's like 2012. Right I'm, before I met Corey. Yeah, I've already decided, hey, done with the church, done with all of this. I'm going to go live my life, be whatever I want to be. So then I start watching uh, horror movies. I see Insidious 
and then I see Sinister like a week later. Oh. And when I saw those two within a week of each other, I mean, Sinister isn't the best, but I think it's still really good. And it's Sinister, really gritty. that tree scene? Yeah. Fucks. Oh, yeah. I'm getting, where you see his shadow in the background, oh. or his like, his face Shut in, your in the bushes. Mouth, Fuck. That fucks. And then up. all those all those sixteen millimeter films oh. are just disturbing as fuck. Anyway, Sister is one of the most it's up there for me. It's so it's, nasty. It's I've never really been a turn away from the screen yes. person. Yeah. With Sinister, I had to turn away from the screen you for can't, a couple scene. Uh yeah, the It's too much. Some it's of those, the, some of those. Uh, the tree, the lawnmower, the pool. It's the the lawnmower and the car where they're the burning. Car, I can't. Oh those two, I'm like, God. okay, I'm looking away. I can't. Oh no! Or where they slit their throats in the bed. Oh. That that one. It's the it's the throats in the bed and the lawnmower. It's like every murder one. I'm telling you, Sinister was one of the first movies where I I'm not a turn away person, and I I had to turn away. Yeah, I had to was, turn away for those two. It was too much. When it, the first one, even when I saw it in theaters, some people weren't like thinking about it because they're just too entranced by the 16 millimeter ones. I think that's what's great about them yeah. is because when you see the lawnmower one, you're still trying to be like, okay, what's the fuck's gonna happen? Yeah. The, even though it's so obvious that the lawnmower is gonna run over ahead, yeah, you don't know because you're so focused on what's gonna happen. Yeah, so you're just like, Ugh. you're just like, what, 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 and then you just see it for a split second, and, and you're, you're like, like, I'm not okay, and I was like, I gotta go to therapy now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not okay. <laughs> um, so I saw those two within a week, y'all. Go Damn. listen to episode two. Insidious, even though it is PG thirteen. I think personally it should be R because oh, it is yeah. so disturbing. And it's it's more just the atmosphere and if you really think about like that happening in real life, I just a lot of people really don't think it's that scary. And I you know what? Terrifying. I really just don't understand how you how you don't think that's terrifying. Right? I mean, they use some jump scares, like but I don't think film. they're undeserved and you're know. just it's just disturbing the baby monitor. Mom-meter, monitor, oh. the the ghost behind the veil when she oh, walks to get her baby. My. The pounding on the door and he opens it up and nothing's there. And then the, the fire alarm goes off. Like, what the fuck? The thing walking outside the window and then uh. two seconds later, it's inside the shut house up, strangling her. Shut up. I'm so oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm like going off. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. I love Insidious. Like, Insidious, I don't understand. Like... I do. I literally do not understand how they gave it a PG thirteen rating. I, it, it's because it doesn't say fuck enough. Be, like I don't. It's so terrifying. Because Insidious to me, because the thing about Insidious was which I really like is the more you think about it, the more the scarier it gets. And like the more you're alone and think about it, you're like. Fuck. That's the whole thing. Because you watch Insidious, you're like, okay, that's scary. Yeah. But then two days later, you're sitting in bed at night alone. You're like, you're, you whoa, start that's scary. About it, and you're like. Oh my god, and that's you know that's kind of like James Wan with a lot of his films, like Conjuring, mm-hmm. Conjuring yeah. Two, and everything like that. Like the more you sit and you're able to think about the films, the scarier they get. Which I think yeah. to me was uh, what equals uh. a, a, a successful horror film was when you can look back and ponder about them, and you're like, fuck that. Yeah, you're like, what if I like drop my blanket, but then it like blows in the wind and it like catches on some invisible person? Oh, like what the. F- Fuck. Two is good, y'all. <laughs> it it just sorry spoilers for all this. I mean, this is a whole 
maybe we should record something at the end, at the end, and I'll just put it at the beginning where it's spoilers. But whatever. I don't know. I think the Bound Insidious Insidious came out long ago at this point. I mean, it's past the five years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And Conjuring Two is three years now, four years. Conjuring Two is three years. Three or two years, yeah. Three years, I think. This is when you still lived with Hiram is when we went and saw it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I saw it with Hiram and Davis. Because Conjuring yeah. 1 came out in 2013. That was so fun to see that with Hiram. So Conjuring 2, I Hiram, I remember just turning to Hiram. Hiram was like, what the fuck? Why? Oh, my God. Hiram listening <laughs> he was to Conjuring so, 2. He's so fun to watch horror shit with. No, he's like, what? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah, anyways, sorry. So, um, yeah, so I see those two. And this is like, I'm back from my, my mission. I can see or watch movies. I have time to do that. And I'm like, fuck, yes. Like, let's just start watching. So I just start watching all this stuff. I watch The Conjuring. I watch Suspiria. I watch It Follows, The Babadook, oh. The Witch. I, I go, you know, I, I watch a lot more contemporary stuff than older stuff. And I'm starting to jump into the older stuff in the past year or two. But I just like specifically what sticks out is The Conjuring. It oh. Follows, The Babadook, The Witch, where just horror becomes more than just jump scares and scary shit going on where it just has more meeting there's some social commentary right and it is all just like deep familial familial drama start coming out right and it's just so like the witch babadook and it follows is like the trifecta of okay i think all of them are a24 films i probably like we're distributed by a24 i might be wrong about that about one of the films i don't remember but just that is just where it all starts and of, it's cool because sorry. those those films, like every, like every moment of those films is unsettling. Like yeah. even like the happy moments, you're like, Ugh, like you're uneasy. Like those films just capture the perfect amount of horror and amount of jump scare, the amount of suspense and the amount of thriller and amount of everything. Like those films are just so, 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 so. Oh, amazing so good. and genre oh. changing because you know when a lot of time when people think of, of horror they're like oh jump out texas chainsaw massacre blah 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 yeah but, you know they don't like but when you start really diving into the genre of horror you're like oh my god it can be so much where the, where the dread is that. built up and it's not like the witch released. for example oh, classic classic example the witch like yeah. the whole movie is about the dread and you don't even get the release until the end yeah until like, like the last 20 minutes of fuck and so that's, you know, a lot of people don't think of horror like that, but horror can be so many different things. Yeah, like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. The like, genre is beautiful. The, the genre is just so much more complex than what people really give it credit for. Yeah, it, it, it can be just total throwaway jump scare, blood and gore and sex. Yeah. And then it can be a 10-hour familial drama of just total introspection and realization of your own shortcomings. I'm talking about Haunting a Hill yeah, House. Yeah, I know you are. While at the same time of as being extremely spooked out and scared. It, it's it's good. so good. So, oh, my God. So, yeah, where did we go? <laughs> um, so also, anyways. with that, like, not to mention just that trifecta, I also want to mention specifically Suspiria because I do mention it on my to, – to know about to get to know about us. That's one of my favorite horror films. I love this fucking film. And I'm not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the 1970s giallo film uh, by Dario Argento. And it is just, oh my God, it's so good. You have to go see it. I can't, I don't think I can say anything intellectual, being drunk and not preparing. I would say the only thing is just that completely blew me away is the uh, soundtrack. 
Oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to see this in actual theaters because there's a cool theater in Salt Lake that will do some cool on the side stuff depending on like if it's Halloween time or Christmas time or just during the summer, they'll do fun little events. And I was able to see this like with great sound on a huge ass screen. And it was just it blew me away. Yeah, I just can't believe it. That's mine. Sorry, that was super long winded, and I have no idea long, how long we've been talking. Oh, it's good. Shit, that was like thirty minutes long. Go. Okay, we'll jump into mine. I, I'm fairly quick because mainly I forgot we're recording this episode, <laughs> so I don't have any notes. I'm fucking winging it. The first strong memory I have of horror, um, I was a little girl Boots. and I walked into the living room and my mom was watching it. The original It. Um, she was dead asleep on the couch because my mom can sleep through literally anything. Like, keep in mind, I grew up thinking Harry Potter was, like, a sleeping movie. Like, my mom's like, oh, night-night, whenever she wants with movies. Like, she can fall asleep during, like, think of the most intense movie you can think of. My mom could probably fall asleep to that, like, 20 years ago. So I walked in. I was, like, playing Barbies. And I was like, la-la-la. And I walked in to my mom. I was like, mom, look at this. And I turn and look at the screen, and I remember seeing it. And there's a scene in particular that I remember. And, you know, actually, this is an interesting fact about me. I haven't actually seen the original It since this childhood trauma because it fucked me up so much. So I could be wrong about this scene because I could have manipulated it through my childhood fantasy mm. mind. Mm-hmm. But That's such a big part of it, too, which is like beautiful no right so i i walked in i was playing with my bratz dolls my barbies and playing spongebob battle for bikini bottom and i like (laughs) my ps2 game and i walked into my mom i was like mom let's go get taco bell or whatever the fuck i wanted and i remember i was like watching there i was like what's my mom watching is she watching reno 911 like what is she watching and then like quickly i discovered that she was watching a horror film and i remember standing there and just staring and just i was so transfixed with what was going on in front of me because I've never seen anything like what I've ever seen before. And I felt all these emotions that I that I didn't know I could feel, like horror and fascination and excitement and curiosity and all these things. And mainly yeah, at the, same time. the overwhelming feeling was just fear and anxiety. <laughs> and so I was like, this is weird. Um, so that <laughs> started my interest. And I was little. I was a little nugget back then. Flash forward a couple years. Um, I remember I was sitting in my room. I was 13 at the time, 12 or 13, and I, w- I had, like, my first laptop, and I Googled. I was like, okay, I, oh, I remember watching It, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm interested in the genre of scary movies, of horror. Um, so let's Google, like, top scary movies for you to watch. And the first one was Texas Chainsaw Texas. Massacre. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And so I had like no idea what you, the fuck. You mentioned this in an earlier episode. It's so funny. <laughs> so I had like no idea what the fuck this movie was. I was like, cool, let's watch this. <laughs> and so I was like laying there. I was like 12 or 13. I was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, had a fucking Barbie doll next to me. Oh and God. like eating pizza rolls. And I turn on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like, this is normal. And then like, Boom gruesome horrific gore of this leather face man chasing around these teenagers and i watched the original was the first one yeah Important yeah to note that the best one which is it's so fucking gritty it's so it's dirty as fuck it's like it's filthy it's just like hey here's these fucking teenagers hey they get fucking slaughtered deal with it okay you know that new pikachu <laughs> meme that's out with him like gasping oh like, yeah <laughs> okay that was my face for like an hour and a half like right? i was eating pizza rolls and then out of nowhere they started getting murdered and i was like Gasp. 
<laughs> you know, I literally, the, when we bring this up in our earlier podcast, I literally say I watched Mulan afterwards because I was alone and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to watch Mulan. No, that's what I was. I was like in my room alone and I was like, hello. I was watching it and I was like, I think I'm scared. And so that, so my very first true encounter with horror films was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Damn. So from that moment, I immediately somehow was interested in horror films. I I remember specifically after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I spent hours and hours and hours researching the facts behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I knew it was at least loosely based on a story. Yeah. So that's when I knew, like, okay, I'm a little weird. I like this type of shit. At that point, my mom and I started watching ID Channel, and we started watching, you know, 40 Hours Mystery and all these murder shows and kidnapping shows and whatnot. And my interest in true crime and was growing and growing and growing. And with this came the interest in Supernatural. Um, and I remember I was maybe 17 at the time, and I t- – no, 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 wait, sorry. I was not 17. That was – a, f- a different point I want to point out. I was 15 at the time, mm-hmm. and I watched um, The Craft for the first time. Ooh, yes. And I talked about this in our bonus episode yeah. number two about me talking about my horror film. And The Craft is what truly sparked my interest for the supernatural and for the unknown and unexplained because suddenly it went from true crime murders to witchcraft and ghosts and Ooh. dark things and everything like that. And it's not only something that just like fucking murders you. It's it's something that you can harness. I, yeah, or exactly. like there's a lore to it. There's a lore to it. And I can't even <clears throat> physically see or touch or smell or taste these things. It's there though. And that's what started my interest in Wicca and the Ouija board, which is what led us to bonus episode number two. Jesus you can Christ. listen to that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, growing up being a teenager, I continued to get dive more into horror and supernatural. And then finally, um, I watched Twin Peaks. Now, you might be sitting here thinking, Twin Peaks, that's not horror. It is supernatural. Um, but like that's yeah, not is. horror by the typical traditional definition of horror that you would think it is. Um, but Twin Peaks is the first television show that I watched that um, truly dove into true crime because there was murder supernatural because watch it if you don't, know, don't <laughs> know what i mean no spoilers but and spoilers. um and also it presented one of the most horrific scenes i have to memory of a very scary and spooky encounter the encounter we can talk I'm, about it that's fine it's fine the it, encounter that i'm talking about is it's pretty popular popularized and a lot of people know what i'm talking about it's a scene where i won't tell you who the character is but a man is crawling oh over a couch all animalistic like oh my God. walking towards a woman. I don't remember the screen. But I remember like the first time oh I watched God. that, I had chills from my toes to my head. Jesus. And I sat Christ. there and I thought, this scene right here so, is changing me forever. Yeah, so like again, we we brought this up right before we started recording the podcast and we had to stop because yes. just to be a little bit more genuine, but yeah, I I, I haven't even seen um Corey what do you doesn't call know it? who the murderer is. <laughs> I do know, no, I know who the murderer is because I looked up on Wiki. I've How ruined it for myself. Horrendous. Yeah. So I like looked up, I watched the first episode and I was like, you know what? I'm not in the mood for this 90s aesthetic. So I just am not going to watch it right now. I'm just yeah. not in the mood. I don't want to deal with it. It's very 90s. I know it's good. It's David Lynch. I'll love it when I see it all, but I just can't deal with it right now. Yeah. And so then I started just reading up on it and reading what actually happens. 
and ruining it for myself. And then I looked up that one scene and I watched it on a YouTube video clip. Oh my God. And just like with barely any context or like a third of the context that I could have, I saw it alone, just like watching it on a fucking laptop and it sent chills up my spine. Like, and just, I can think of it, and and when you say it, you just said it, like, it sends chills up my spine. Yeah, that... Like, it's it's disturbing. That scene, there's a lot Because he of, pops out of nowhere, right? Like, she's of, just thinking of him, right? There's a lot of scenes in Twin Peaks that... So, the thing about Twin Peaks that I loved, and that was so different for me to experience, was Twin Peaks pushed the boundaries of television. Yeah. Because before Twin Peaks, nothing like that existed on television, and that is all David Lynch. Like, David Lynch... Instead of saying, like, what can we do, he was more saying, how far can we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, the whole first season of Twin Peaks, every episode, you're left saying, what you like, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> and the last few episodes of Twin Peaks were some of the darkest scenes and realizations I have ever experienced in television or movies. How old are you, too, when you're seeing this? Uh, the first time I saw Twin Peaks, I was 17. So this Damn. is two years of my Ouija board stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and Twin Peaks is what really sparked my... Like, everything before then, I was like, oh, horror's fun, and, like, you know, Halloween's great, and Texas Chance of Massacre, and Saw, and and The Craft, and this and that, and The Conjuring, and blah, blah, blah. But Twin Peaks, well, the first time I saw it, that's when it became not only something that I liked, but more of a passion of mine. Because mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, Twin Peaks has made me feel things that I didn't know I could feel from a scene. Yeah, right. Like, not yeah. only, just not even from a full episode, from a two-minute scene i felt things i didn't know i was capable of feeling and that's why that scene is so and twin yeah and twin peaks i owe it all to david lynch is you know it really influenced and made me think differently and made me who i am today like that rocky horror picture show like twin peaks Uh, influenced me in more ways than i can ever imagine um and from then you know i really dove into horror and then um, about a year after I watched Twin Peaks, I met Corey, and that's when we started watching a lot of scary movies yes. together. And we started the, the tradition of watching Halloween every Halloween. Yes, and, and Scream. Uh, and Scream, and we got into the Conjuring movies together, and you know, you name it, and we want to dive into it. And that is pretty much my introduction to horror and why I love it. And also, like, if just a, a quick reminder, if you guys haven't listened to our bonus episode number two yet <laughs> go stop like stop right now yeah, go listen it's, to it's it. really fun i mean if you can take the crackling of the fire in the background we are which i sort it, of really like we are doing it around a fire pit but that's when i talk about my personal story about the supernatural and stuff and, and it all started because of the craft and whatnot and then you know ended then i watched twin Peaks. so it's kind of that story takes place in between in the middle of me finding my love mm-hmm. of horror and supernatural and whatnot so yeah, I pretty much owe it all to Texas Chance Massacre, The Craft, Twin and Peaks, Peaks ID Channel. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, so so yes. yeah. Okay, sorry. No, you go ahead. Okay. So yeah, those are our that's our those are our stories. Our like coming of age stories for horror. Ooh, basically. also important note, the shining. That's all we have to say. Oh shit. Yeah, the shining. The first, I'll never forget the first time I watched The Shining. Yeah, I saw it on TV the first time and I was like what? I had to wait till I was 18. I saw it the Ooh. week after I turned 18 because my Aunt Nancy and I have a movie night tradition where when I sleep over at her house, we watch a scary Cute. movie. Oh, that's fucking awesome. I'm so being that uncle. No, right? And finally, because The Shining and The Exorcist scared her. 
and The Blob scared her blob. more than any movies ever. And so finally when I turned 18, she was like, oh, let's watch The Shining. Oh, shit. And that fucking elevator scene. Shit. That fucked me up. And the, What's the no one work, that... all play makes Johnny a dull boy. I was like, ah! I don't know. What, like, what scene of this Shining is the most disturbing? That's hard. All of it. Hmm. Someone's like, this one, you fucking bitch. Right. <laughs> I don't, I mean, the bathroom scene with the decrepit woman spoilers and when he starts getting like the first indication that he starts getting angry um because you know she comes out she's like oh let's do this and that and he's like leave me alone blah 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 oh yeah starts getting he's like trying not to lose it and And he's like don't you know that i need to not be like a no you know every time that you come and breaks my my concentration yeah yeah Yeah. i'm like goddamn oh see like (laughs) That scene, I'm like, girl, run. <laughs> almost more than any of the other ones, like, puts me on the edge. Because it reminds me of, like, you know, life and blah, blah, blah. But what it's like, you can see this man is so close to losing it. And yeah. so close to, Oof. it's like a half, it's like a beat away from turning into a psycho thriller. Yeah. And then it is. Like, and then one beat later, it's like, You're like we're in a thriller. Everyone's fucked. <laughs> God, I love it. Okay, so we did mention a couple episodes ago. That we had seen a shit ton, or at least like a great ton, a great amount. A good old fuck ton. A good fuck ton. In the past eight weeks, six weeks, something yes. like that. So we're going to go through, uh, mo- first we're going to go through th- ones that we've both seen. Together. And then there's a couple that, uh, together, and then we're going to go th- through the ones that we've both seen but separately. And then I'll just make some comments about like one or two things that I have watched that have come out that Chana just hasn't seen. But I won't do spoilers for those because Chana hasn't seen those. Yes. But everything else is spoilers. So yeah. I guess let's first just dive into Halloween. Yeah, sure. So it's our tradition. Every Halloween we carve pumpkins while watching Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yes, we get it. You're jealous. You want to be in our friend group. Yep. Then can we be part of our friend group? Bitch. I have not seen the newest Halloween yet, mainly because I moved four fucking times this past month. Um, but Corey has. Yeah. And he loved it. I, I loved think. it. It was good. Yeah, so Halloween, we don't have to say, like, a shit ton about it because y'all have all seen it mostly, I hope. Please go watch it. The original Halloween is a, a essential. For essential for essential. horrors, and I just think film, period. Yeah. Just watch it. Go watch it. It's great. Um, yeah, go watch fucking Halloween. <laughs> next. <laughs> What's the next thing that we saw together we want to talk about? Next. Uh, none. The, Let's oh, go back to the nun. Cause we, so we mentioned the nun. Oh, my God. Or that we're about to go see the nun in episode five because that was a month and a half, two months and ago. And we have seen it. And we <laughs> And we have conquered Spoilers, it. we saw it. <laughs> okay, and here we go. Go watch it. Go watch it. So if you like The Conjuring too, yeah, just shut the fuck up if you and lo- go watch it. Yeah, if you love the Warrens, if you love the Conjuring universe movies, and you can just appreciate having fun with a horror movie that yes, that technically isn't the best film. There's plot holes. Uh-huh. Um, there's things that don't make sense. Just have fun with it. It's a fucking nun in a rundown nunnery or just monastery it's not a monastery i think it's a nunnery it's a nunnery just like go watch it it's super fun it's super atmospheric they have some cool things that were they were trying you know cool sort of setups that pay off sort of well and if you just want to go see the nun be cool and sacrilegious as fuck go watch it and what's cool is you know tides of formiga she plays uh, one of the main characters in the nun and her older sister veer formiga plays 
Lorraine Warren in yes. The Conjuring 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super, super fun seeing Tiza. And Tiza also played um, Violet in American Horror Story. Yes. Um, she was in She's American also Horror in Story Final 3. Girls, which we will talk about. We'll talk about Final Girls probably right now. Yeah. Um, but she was also in American Horror Story 3. Um, she's in the newest season of American Horror Story. You know, she's becoming a bigger actress in Hollywood. Um, her older sister, Vera Farmiga, I think is completely underrated. Oh, she's, she's so in beautiful Motel, and so Conjuring series. perfect. Uh, but it's definitely The Nun is totally Yeah, like if it. you just want some cool it's fun. visuals with just like spooky nuns, Ugh. spooky Very sacrilegious demons. visuals as well. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, worth it. There, there's flaws. It's not like the best film ever and you need to overlook things, but just it's have fun, fun with it. That's why I feel like if you're a fan of horror, you just need to have fun with horror films. It's like Insidious 2. Insidious 2, some people, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit fans. better made though and constructed. But it's fun. Like, yeah. in, like the... Insidious 2 is just so fucking fun. Because you're like, oh, I'm scared, but like, fuck it, I'm having fun. Yeah. And no, I, I literally is. was, I was literally having too much fun to be scared. I was like, fuck yeah, she's walking on water. Fuck yeah. Like, no, right. Like, she, just she go, possessed her. Go fuck yeah. see <laughs> The Nun because it's, it was worth it. Like, if you like the Conjuring series at all, anything by James Wan. Like, The Nun isn't directed by James Wan, but it's, it's just so fun. It's just. It's a good one. You just it's, have to go it's see good. It. And then like that that Frenchie guy's hot. So oh, that's it. true. He is. Yeah. Um. So the, the next movie that leads us to is Ba-da-ba, Final Girls. Final Girls. Oh my God. If y'all. you want to cry and be and just be so <sighs> happy and scared and loved and laugh. Oh my go God. Go see it. If you like. It's an indie Deconstructing. Film. Yes. Horror. Yes. While also liking horror comedies. While also liking being a teeny bit spooked. Yes. While also liking getting your heartstrings pulled. Yes. With a great soundtrack yes. and genuine comedy. Watch this movie. Yeah. Like, I'm seriously, y'all, this is a good, if you're looking for everything at once, watch Final Girls. It is a 2013, I think it's 2013 film. I forget the director. I'm sorry. I'll pull it up now because I can't not. So just, like, excuse the bombs. It's a bonus episode. Suck a dick. Suck our major dick. <laughs> I think the thing about Final Girls is, you know, when we explain it as, like, a deconstruction of horror, you know, we sound like hipster, douchey, film buffs and whatever. Oh, shit. I'm but right. But it, it truly, <laughs> like, you just have to give it a shot. Because I, I didn't expect to fall in love with it. I expected to like it. But yeah. at the end, I sat there and I thought, this is one of the, this is, like, top 20 movies for me. No, it seriously is. Even though, like, it's not one of the best films ever, it to me, like... It touches every point you want it to touch. Whoops. You get a little spooked, you're happy, you cry, you laugh. Like, every emotion you can feel, it touches at one point. And to me, it's very hard for a movie to really accomplish to that. To do all of that. And so it, it does. And While having a good soundtrack, good editing, good great acting. Go see it. I mean, sometimes things don't hit, but who cares? It's just, you know, it's worth it. And you get to see Tiza Farmiga. And once yes. again, she's wonderful. She was in The Nun, like we just said. You know, we, I love it. And it it's just a good, at the end, you'll cry. And if you don't cry, you're a monster. Right? I cry like three times during the film. I yeah. listened to the Betty davis eyes song and I cried uh, in my car like oh two days God. ago. I was driving to work. I was like. This one we won't spoil. Betty davis Yeah. This one you, we see c- the, you see the Betty davis eyes song within the first like. 30, like 30 no, yeah, that's not a spoiler. Sorry, yeah, I just say we won't spell this because this is this came out in 2015, and it was released in Australia. Yes, it's amazing. So, yeah, uh, Vi- what's her name? 
Tysa Formiga. Sorry, Tysa Formiga is in it. Um, dude from Workaholics is in it, the main guy. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. And then also the dude from... Um, I love pop culture. The startup company. What's it called? Oh, um, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. He also does those Sprint commercials now. Yeah, no, he's Verizon. Oh, it's Verizon? Yeah, fuck Those it, yeah. fuckers. And he's in the newest... Um, I believe it's the Sherlock Holmes movie that's coming out soon. Oh, really? Okay. Sorry, yeah, we can give like a, a brief synop- synopsis. Synopsis. So there is this girl, her name is Max, and she, her mother has recently died. And so she goes and she sees this horror film with her friends where her mother had semi-starred in when she was a young actress. So it, and what happens is her and her friends get sucked into, Max, her and her friends get sucked into this horror movie where that her mom started sorry they get sucked into this horror movie that her mom started yeah yeah that her, her mom her mom started so while they're in this horror movie deconstructing horror films and dealing with the fact of how to not die from the slasher dude um they also max the main character she's dealing with the fact of now conversing with her like you know seeing her mother in her in real like quote unquote in real life, but her mother is acting like the character she acted. So you get those like heartstrings tugged with Max wanting to keep her mother alive, while the funny comedy stuff of just like stupid tropes and horror movies and trying to survive. Yeah, and trying to survive and stuff. And so it gets a little and it gets a little scary home, at points. It's good. There's yeah, a lot. Of, there's like so a good. couple suspenseful moments where you're like, ah, get up, get up, dude, go, go, go. That's horror. Yeah. So it came out in 2015 and it was directed by Todd Strauss Schulson. But this one is so good. I it's one of my favorite films. Yeah. So you're like top easily top 20. Oh, uh, yeah. E- yeah. Easily top It's just 20. so fun. Yeah, it's just it, – it, like I said, it touches upon every emotion that you that you would ever want to feel in a movie. And it's pretty cool that it's able to do that for the type of movie that it is. Yeah. Go see it. It's, Fucking go see it, bitch. Just go, just go right now. Go on Amazon Prime. Rent it. Like, do what you have to do. Just yeah. go do it. Support them. Um, yeah, they deserve it. Just support, support it 100%. Don't torrent it. Go rent it. Don't be an ass. Yeah, don't be a bitch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Final Girls is amazing. <gasps> so Sabrina. Oh my god, let's talk about the new Sabrina series. So it's good. I love it. I think it's great. I will always love the original more because I love 90s Sabrina. Mm -hmm. So fun. And Salem's such an asshole. Yeah, it's good. But the new one's fun. I think Corey and I have talked about this at work. I personally disagree with some of Sabrina's motivations in it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't want to spoil too much, so I don't really want to dive. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't spoil this one. Because yeah. this is a this is brand new series. But, um, you know, Sabrina, the new Sabrina, they obviously it's darker than the original. And it's fun. It's a fun one. Even like me, I, I didn't totally agree with every decision and motivation that all the actors made and the writing made. But it's still just so fun. Like you watch and you're like, yeah. okay, this I'm still having fun. Like it's, I, I oh, hate sorry. what they're doing, but I'm loving it right now. No, exactly. Like it's it's definitely something only streaming services could do right now, where you can like you can show this teenage girl like dealing with satanic crap, resurrect, yeah. yeah, like doing like crazy things. But we will give you guys a warning about Sabrina. Um, I we talked about privately how Sabrina, their target audience is definitely young adult women, teenagers, and gay men. Yeah, gay men, yeah. Um, If you are a straight man over, like, 16 years old, you probably will get pretty offended by Sabrina. Me being a gay man, I was still a little put off 
on a couple episodes. It's very man hatey some of it. Yeah, it's like just specifically episode two and three get a little man hatey to a fault. But I also could still I still accept it because of especially like especially the times that it's coming out. Yeah, I still like totally am fine with it and see why that happened. But I feel like it got man hated to a fault where it sort of overcame, like it broke, it, it broke the fourth wall for me. Yeah. And it sort of was just like, okay, cool, like we get it, like you, like you know, like straight men are horrible pe- to women, you know, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> not most of like, the time, but like a good amount of time. And keep in mind, I am a unbelievably hard and passionate feminist um, about everything, but I think. Sabrina kind of missed the mark with some aspects of that because I think they were trying to find the balance between being a feminist and their independence and this and that. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes it came off, like Corey said, as, as man And I think a lot of it had to do with their target audience. I mean, they wrote it for a very specific crowd. Yeah. They didn't, like my, you know, 70-year-old grandpa is not going to like it. My 40-year-old mother won't like it. But I still think it's really – it's a fun series. And if you can – Get over the man Haiti aspects of it occasionally, you know, you will. Just like... Yeah, no, I would say, yeah, after those first couple episodes, it it chills out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And um, I think it's it's definitely worth watching. I'm excited to see where they go with it in the future, especially with Sabrina's character. Um, and I haven't read the comics or anything, so I don't know exactly yeah, what's going to happen. Um, but I'm excited. I think it's a good, fresh take, and it's nice to see Sabrina the Teenage Witch in a different light. It's a good one. I think Netflix really nailed it. Netflix is coming out with some bangers, man. Sabrina and nope. Haunting of Hill House. Sabrina Haunting of Hill House. You have the Stranger uh, Things, obviously. Stranger Things, fucking yes. Um, what else? Something else. Something else came out this yeah. Halloween season. The newest like, Great British yes. Baking Show season came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My life. But yeah, yeah they're, they're they're doing good stuff. Netflix is really killing it right now. And that brings us to The Haunting of Hill House. I'm only oh, on episode three. Corey finished it all. It's amazing. It's simply... It's so amazing. There's no other word to describe it. Just amazing. It's beautiful. If you want a familial drama with a supernatural yeah. twist, just go watch it. I would even... Like, it is it is horror. Like, they're simply... I, every episode, at least twice, I was yelling. I, I watched all of this, except for the last three episodes, I watched all of it alone. Ugh. And there were easily times where I had to yell out and talk to the screen just, no. just to make myself less scared. No, right? Like, in episode three, there was a specific scene where I, I literally caught myself backing away from my computer. <gasps> and I was, like, yes. clenching my body and, like, holding uh-huh. my knees to my chest. Yeah. And I, like, thought for a second. I was like, oh, my God. It There's... has been, like, since The Conjuring 2, I have not reacted like, th- oh, no, since I saw Sinister, like, a year ago with you, <laughs> I have not so reacted like that towards a film. Yeah. Or, and this is a TV show, because it affected me so deeply, because I was like... Well, it's it's because you get so drawn in with those characters, it's... and you care so fucking much about them. And so, like, the horrific them. elements of subtles they can be at some times, they're so intense, how you feel. Ugh. It's it's genius. It's, it's simply so genius. genius. Same with you. I I caught myself in like episode four, five, and six, or three and four and five. Three is when it started. Yeah, I remember. That's with that's about uh, the youngest son. The three is about the lesbian sister. Four is the youngest son. Four is the youngest son. So four especially. I which I'm I, watching tomorrow. Oh my god! I remember catching myself looking at my phone to see if one of y'all were messaging me just to make myself less scared. Just for a break. Yeah. Because yeah, they don't yeah, yeah. give you the comedic debrief. Okay, so you know, like, com- sorry, not com- comedic debrief. I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah, so, you yeah. You know, like, it, yeah. in um 
and certain TV, like TV shows, not necessarily a lot of films, but a lot of TV shows, especially when they're scary TV shows, they'll give you that relief at very specific moments. Where yeah, you kind of either through a jump scare or comedic relief. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Haunting Hill House, they don't do that. Uh-uh. So it's like, it's this dread and this suspense is building and you think it's about to be released and it's not. And instead it's released in a very unexpected, unexpected moment. Most of the releases for me were like dramatic, cathartic. I don't, I don't know what to call it. I can't even, like, I haven't had time to process this. No, right. Still. Exactly. And it, that's it's just beautiful. So beautiful, yeah. Like touches into the minutia of being in a family. It's so good. Yeah. Like it's it's one of I think one of the best shows Netflix has ever come out with, if not the best. Yeah, I would say it's the best. It's hands it's, down. They did they it's phenomenal. The actors did amazing. Every aspect of it is perfect. Just like stop what you're doing right now. Like turn us off and go go watch it. Cause it's yeah, perfect. like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like horror. So if you haven't seen this, Just you should go. probably you should definitely not probably you should definitely go watch. Like if I would recommend anything, I'd say go watch this. Yeah, just go watch it right now. Yeah. It's so good. It's just unreal. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, if you're just looking for horror and you don't want any meat, then don't watch this. But if you want something with meaning, watch it. Yeah, if you want something with meaning and with horror, go watch this. Yes. Yes. Okay, Um. so that that's pretty much it. Uh, I will just quickly breeze over the new Halloween and also the new Suspiria, sort of the remake or spiritual successor to the original Suspiria. So Halloween, great. I I, I want to say I loved it. I didn't love it. I really, 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 really liked it. Mm. The whole thing is there is the last third of the movie is fucking awesome. I wish like the first two thirds was the first third. And then oh, yeah, the last third was the last two thirds. I wanted it to just be... I always Jamie Lee Curtis and her family fucking being strong ass motherfucking women against this fucking Michael Myers and you get that and that's what the trailer promises you and you get that but I wish you got twice as much of it because I think it would have been a better film if they would have just cut some things out and and focused their uh, the scope of the film just to that I think it would have been great and badass and it was great and badass but it could have been you know even better. Twice as much. It could have been even better. Uh, also, uh, Suspiria. I really thought it was very interesting, but I have a hard time recommending it to anybody. I think if you, like we've talked about, if you like Sinister, if you like Ugh. that gritty, disgusting 16 millimeter Ugh. bit shit, and you love, you love the long, drawn-out realism dread of the witch, turn that into a two-and-a-half-hour movie. If you think that's cool, what I just said, go watch it. Because <laughs> it's I'm like really intense. I'm thinking about that, but I want to go see it. I'm it's just, I'm so I, I think it's worth seeing and trying out. But again, if when you see it and you haven't seen it and you watch it, you'll understand. It's just I have a hard time recommending, like telling people to go see this. Because it's so intense. Because it's really intense, and because they'll come out of it. I don't think I'll ever already. watch this movie ever again. Mm, that's I would how I re- felt about Sinister. I watched Sinister and I was like, you know, I could probably watch this once every few years. Yeah. Conjuring I could watch once a month. Right. But like, <laughs> Sinister. There are certain movies where I'm like, yeah. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. I'm like, I don't think I could do it again. True. But I mean, I watched, I walked out of Witch thinking the same thing. I was but like, you watched it with me. I don't think if I could see that again. But then, yeah, when I saw it with you, I was like, I could watch this easily once a year. I guess so, that's true. Once you get over... Because once you're also you're expecting the grittiness and expecting true, true. the shock factor. Then but 
there were just some prop like on top of that there were some problems the last the last like 10 15 minute sequence where it really pays off and it goes there there are some technical decisions like cgi blood oh. and shit like that that was really just like why did you go cgi there this like, entire why do you do practical effects yeah instead? like this entire film has been really gritty and real and true to what they promised so why would you make cgi blood yeah you know like something why, like that like why compromise there why settle there instead of just like yeah it, it. Like it really detached something and then tom york's score is pretty good um his original songs that he puts into the film are beautiful like fucking beautiful no surprise there though that's that's it <laughs> damn that's all i got well that all being said you know, today this episode is a very special bonus episode because we we talked we talked about a few episodes ago about wanting to do an um, an episode about what got us into horror, what movies we've been watching lately, things like that. Um, so you know, we hope you guys have enjoyed this because we we love talking about film, obviously. And if you guys want to hear more bonus episodes like this, just let us know. Comment on us, comment on our episodes, slide into our DMs, Gmails, whatever you like, because we love talking about everything under the umbrella of scary whether it's film tv true crime supernatural yeah. witches cults you name it we love talking about it so if you want to hear about something specifically just let us know okay so that all being said i guess our biggest question to you guys this wonderful uh, i guess this is, this is a few days after thanksgiving it's so weird recording like two weeks before yeah. we were releasing this. So after you've sat down with your turkey cranberry sandwich, or your vegan or, sandwich, or like your me. or your um, veggie sandwich, make sure to ask yourself. Anyways, how's your sex life? Goodbye, everyone. Make sure to check out our Instagram. It is anyways has your sex life. You can also check out our Gmail, uh, Twitter, or Facebook, which is a h y s l podcast. If, you're G- if you want to email us, you can email us at ahyslpodcast uh, at gmail.com or just click email on our Instagram account. Oh, cool. Thank you, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. Bye. Bye. See you next Monday.